What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Ah, it, fe it feels like last week was a dream in a weird way. Although, to be completely honest with you guys, I'm not too happy with how the show went last week. <laughs> I was super overwhelmed, so I wasn't able to put on a good show. However, we still did it. That was cool. Uh, that's good experience for the future. Um, but welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Best of Five. My name is Elon, the best of five, as it were, because everybody else left. <laughs> all right. Uh, so here's what we're going to do this week. First of all, I want to thank everybody for joining me. I see Squidly. I see Tap. I see Mean Scene and Cozy Cider. I'm grateful for you as well. Thanks for being here. Uh, thank you guys for being here. So here's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, I'm going to peel back a little bit about the curtain. Uh, so remember how I kept talking about how I couldn't talk about things? And I was excited for you guys to see stuff. It was all the content we shot. So. Yo, thank you, Shayon. Dude, it was all the content we shot. Like the player intros. There's a bunch of stuff we shot too that you guys didn't get to see. And I don't know if you guys will get to see it, which is sad. But we'll talk about it. Um, and then uh, I'm going to peel. I'm going to. Apparently that got controversial. The player intros got a little controversial, so we're going to talk about that during the uh, Arc World Tour Finals recap. But tonight on the show, tonight on the show, uh, we're going to discuss all of the updates we missed last week because I was in LA for uh, I was producing uh, all of that cool stuff that you guys got to see over the uh, Arc World Tour Finals. We're going to talk about the Tekken 8 updates. We're going to talk about the Street Fighter 6 updates. We finally got to see Geef. Be scary. Uh, we're going to recap the Arc World Tour Finals because that shit was awesome. And then we're going to do a block grab. The first block grab of the year uh, with all of the player intros that we created. And uh, I am a little biased, but I'm going to let you guys decide on the block grabs. Because I, you know, I'm, I made the thing. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we don't have a recap this week. We're, we're just going to like recap the tournament, uh, uh, the Arc World Tour Finals tournament when we, when we get there. Um, a little update about my life. Uh, I'm exhausted. Uh, I got back into town on Monday at 10 p.m. Austin time. And like walking through the airport, I think I was disassociating a little bit. Uh, like I just felt like a dream. Like, I was just walking around the airport, and I, like, wasn't sure what was happening. It was weird. It was weird. Uh, as far as the show last week goes, uh, here's why I don't think I did a good job with the show last week. And I want to emphasize that I think I was the problem, not necessarily the situation, right? Uh, because they were nice enough to let me take a corner of the room. Uh, some people kept giving me weird looks because they didn't know I was allowed to do what I was allowed to do, and I had to talk to a couple people. Um, the, honestly, the important people gave me uh, the go-ahead uh, so it didn't matter at that point. Um, throughout the entire show, what you guys couldn't see was a giant cherry picker that was like just off frame, kept inching closer and closer to me. Like throughout like the 35 minutes we were on air because <laughs> they were fixing something right above me. <laughs> so I was like, like there were a couple times where I thought I was going to get hit. Uh, there were a couple times I thought they were going to hit something. Uh, so that was a little overwhelming. Uh and then halfway through the show, as we were discussing our predictions, they started talking about the end of the show. 
literally it was like uh, we were like, oh, what are we going to see? Are we going to see a new character? Are we going to see a date? Blah, 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 blah. And then all I hear is the lead producer, the lead broadcast producer going, okay, so after the tournament, we're going to show the DNF slides about the new character. And I'm like, oh, God, I got to turn this off. So I had to sit there with the mic off forever because <laughs> I was not about to let you guys get spoiled. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, I had a blast just like trolling around. I was also like super exhausted because we had media day that day. Um, so like we spent all day shooting. Uh, so it, w it was a little bit of a like a comedy of errors, but it was still fun nonetheless. It was a little bit of a clusterfuck, um, but it was fun. It was fun. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. Like they they literally were like, yep, here's what's going to happen at the end of the show. <laughs> and they started talking about the videos. Uh so I couldn't let you guys hear that. And like I even if the microphone was good enough to not let that get picked up, I wasn't going to take that chance, you know. I'm super grateful for Junior, who is the esports manager at Arc System Works who gave me the go ahead. Uh I'm super grateful for Brett, my boss, uh Guru who is the other boss, a uh, bunch of other bosses who let me do this shit. Um it was pretty cool. Um so I didn't want to like fuck that up, you know. And I, I felt like that was the right decision, even though we just stood around for what felt like 10 minutes. Um, but them's the breaks, you know, that's that's what happens when we're where we're where other people were not supposed to be. So um, with that said, I thought that show was fun to do, even with all the shenanigans happening and even with my poor performance. And I do want to mention that it looks like our next show on location is going to be in April when we go to. Texas showdown. Nothing set in stone yet. I'm I'm in talks with Javi. Um, so that looks like that's going to be our next on location show, which is going to be pretty exciting. We're going to go over to Houston, uh, have a good old time. Um, and there's also some other stuff that's happening in Houston for Texas showdown that I'm not sure I can talk about, but when I know I can talk about it, I'll talk about it. No, I'm not in the production of that. We're not going to be able to do player intros and stuff. I, I think that was the big thing, right? I was in LA um, oh, I wanted to mention, uh, you guys saw the props, right? The prop that Nubenheimer had. I don't know if I'm going to be able to actually show this. Do you guys see this? I cut my leg with that sword. <laughs> that sword that Nubenheimer had was actually sharp. <laughs> And we didn't know that, so, like, I unsheathed it from the blade, and it was, like, it was sticky, right? Like, there was a bunch of, like, I think there was, like, some oil or something that had dried up inside the 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 sheath. So I took it out, and, like, as I was wiping it down, I just, like, sliced my leg. It, I say slice. It basically, like, just, like, punctured the skin. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, like, nobody, like, it's not an actual injury. Um... But uh, but that was fun. Like, some of the props that we got were so fucking cool, man. Oh, I got to give... So, we made two props for Soul, right? We did the headband that you guys saw on Skill. And something that didn't come across in the videos is we also gave him a belt with Free carved on it. I got to give that shit to Daisuke. And he just, like, flipped the shit. It was awesome. And I'm pretty sure I wasn't supposed to do that because... As uh, I like pulled the our translator, right, like the the 
the the translator that was up on stage with him, not the Venom guy, but the other guy that was uh, there uh, in the beginning, the guy that spoke both Korean and uh, Japanese. I pulled him. I was like, "Hey, I need to. I'm giving this to Daisuke." And he was like, "Okay." <laughs> like he already was like, "Oh, I don't know if I should do this," but I was just like, eh. "I pulled the translator with me," and I was like, "Hey, I'm giving this to Daisuke-san," and he was like, "I don't know," but I was like, "I'm doing it." So I gave it to Daisuke-san, and Daisuke like flipped out when he saw it. He was like, "Oh!" He just started screaming. And then, like, he put it on, and it was, like, at the end of everything, so everybody was, like, in cloud nine, right, because they had done it. Um, then I said, like, the one Japanese line I know how to say, which is, uh, my Japanese is shit. And I was, I was focused on Daisuke-san, and I had, like, a giant box of props under my arm. And Daisuke was like, oh, it's okay. Then I started, like, then it was, like, that awkward silence where I was like, I didn't know how to communicate anything else, and they didn't know how to communicate anything else. And then I looked to my left, and it was Otani, the, 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 I think it's, like, the director for DNF, the Arc System Works boss, CEO, and president, and, like, a couple of other, like, executives from Arc System Works just sitting around being like, oh, it's fine. But in Japanese. And I was just like, oh, I I shouldn't be here, I don't think. So I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> it was very funny. But it was awesome. Uh, and I kind of did that on my own. So the uh, the other producer that worked on the show was a little bit uh, was a little bit miffed because he wanted the belt. But you know what? If we got to give it to Daisuke and he was happy, I think that's worth the brownie points. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was really weird because it was after all, like, all of the players were sitting around, right, because they took pictures and stuff. Uh, then I just wanted to go give it to him and, like, be like, thanks, I'm a big fan, and then leave. But then, like, all of the players had left, and it was just, like, the executives, and I'm like, what the fuck happened here? <laughs> and it, uh, it was so funny. And then I heard the, the Arx's president saying, we're in English. By the way, in like the Japanese broken English, he said, we're going out and first round's on me. And I was like, sick. They're happy. So that was really cool. Um, Junior from Arc System Works, he's the man. Uh, got to meet him in person. And like throughout the whole weekend, like every time we saw each other, we were like, hey, what's up? Um, he was super duper happy with the show, which makes me immensely happy. Like he gave me a huge hug after he saw the player intros. So like, oh, man. The fact that, like, I was able to help with that shit. Like, it feels good. It feels good. It feels good. It's validating. It's very validating. Um, even though, according to some people, that shit's controversial. And we'll get to that later. Um, but, yeah, that's a little bit about my trip uh, on the stuff we can talk about. I'll talk about, like, the actual shoots and everything uh, a little bit more in depth once we get to it. Um, oh, the other nice thing was seeing uh, Say Jam, Tasty Steve Ringe, and James Chen... Uh, got to give them uh, hugs and high fives and all that. So it was pretty cool seeing them um, saying hi to everybody. Um, trying to think of what else. I think. That, oh, I got one of those M. Rage jackets. Not the one with uh, Biken or Eno on it. Because, like, I kind of want to wear that places. So I don't want to, like, walk around with giant boobs on, my, on the back of my jacket, right? But I did get one of those M. Rage jackets. And I got to tell you, man, I'm someone who's large and, like, it doesn't quite fit me, but it does, right? Like, it's you, it's a little bit small. Like, my shoulders are getting broad because I'm working out. Um, but if it's so, like, it fits my body, like, real nice. But anytime I go like this, 
it's it feels like it's about to rip. Uh, but it's a really good, like, it's a really comfy jacket, man. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm glad I got one of those. Enough about all this meaningless shenanigans about my life. Let's get to the show. Uh, while we were out in L.A., we got a bunch of updates, including uh, Tekken 8 character trailers, which uh, we're getting, like, one a week, right? It seems like we're getting one a week. So all that's left is Lars. Let's see. We got we got Jin. We got Kazuya. We got Paul and Law. We're missing Lars, Jack, King, and Jun. Jun Kazama is uh, in the game, but we haven't seen her gameplay yet. Maybe they're going to give us a trailer with her. Who knows? Um, Evil Japan's coming around, so maybe they're going to reveal it there. Um, we don't know yet. But uh, for everything else... Oh, and Nina. That's right, Nina. Also, once again, I just want people to put respect on Len Hart. Len Hart is the lady who announces those. She's fucking amazing, and I'm so happy that we get her... Uh, we get her uh, announcing these characters. They're so fucking cool. Uh, anyway, here is uh, one of those trailers that we got to see last week. Well, I didn't get to see it, but here it is. Either way. Oh, I forgot to turn on the audio. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Squidly, you're right. Yeah, she got... Oh, hold on. I'll finish that thought. Dude, look at Paul. He's still bringing that brick wall wherever he goes. That part is so amazing. I'm a fanboy. There's the Death Fist. All Rising 4 into Death Fist. And is this the Demo Man? Yeah, it is. And he's got the blue stuff, so we got just frame Demo Man coming back. Look at this new stage. It looks so cool. You can see like the electricity sparks. Here's one of those heat engagers. So Death Fist is a heat engager as well into a demo man, which I'm sure is like a heat smash. And it looks like whenever he charges up all the way with certain moves, he gets the guard break. So that's going to be interesting to deal with. There's the heat rush. And a pretty sick... I don't think we've ever seen that follow-up. I don't think we've ever seen a lot of this. Dude, notice his... Like, his... The sleeve popped out. His arm is so buff, his sleeves are gone. And they're gone throughout, like, the rest of the fight, I'm assuming. So that's gonna be pretty cool. This fucking song, man. I hope they release that song sometime soon. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that song. Um, but yeah, uh, Paul looks amazing. I can't wait to see all the shenanigans he's up to. Um, uh, a lot of really cool new looking stuff for Paul. Um, we saw he gets those, um, the what do you call it? The, uh, the guard breaks whenever he charges up. It looks like he can charge up Demo Man and it looks like he might be able to charge his Death Fist. And that gives him the guard breaks when he's in heat. I hope we find a way of explaining it without just saying people are in heat, because that sounds weird to me. Am I the only one, chat? Am I the only one saying somebody's in heat? That's like the... <laughs> it makes me slightly uncomfortable. 
Uh, but anyway, I'm going to say Unchained for now. I'm going to say Unchained because uh, that's what happens. Super looking for... I, I, at this point, I just want to play the game, man. I'm not going to be able to go to Evo Japan, uh, but we're going to hear about the experiences of people playing the game because they're not allowed to capture. Um, but hopefully, we're going to get some match footage soon. Sooner rather than later. Sooner, sooner rather than later. So, Paul's looking pretty good. And then this week... We also got the release of this trailer. Peggy 16. Gotta get the Peggy 16 in there. Yeah, Squidly, they're not gonna be able to capture the, the Alpha at Evo Japan. Get ready for the next battle. Check turn eight. New. Challenger! Come and get some. I dare you. Marshall! Love! Lenhart's so Marshall looks so cool. You know what? I'm kind of sad we didn't get to see, like, one junkyard. This new stage looks so cool. Also, like, all the veins popping out a lot there. Oh, he's got the one-inch punch there. He's got the backflip still. The danger there. I'm assuming he gets all those follow-ups from... The heat mode. <laughs> we still haven't seen one, uh... One slide. Ooh! I didn't... Did I know that that broke? I don't think I knew that broke. That's pretty sick. He's the most Bruce Lee laws ever been Bruce Lee. He looks so cool. I'm not I'm not a law enjoyer, but damn he looks good. I hope we get this song sometime. It's definitely like a rave song. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's Law. Um, we didn't see one slide, one junkyard. We didn't see... We saw some backflip stuff. Uh, but I'm not sure if that's normal or if that's just in the Unchained Heat mode. <laughs> uh, some uh, Somebody said this. I forget who it was. Uh, maybe it was James Chen. But this looks like the most unlike Tekken... Tekken game we've seen uh, in a long time, right? Uh, it's definitely a huge departure from how the games used to play. It's going to be a brand new experience. However, it's still Tekken, right? Still a 3D game, still sidesteps. For those of you that haven't noticed that they've been putting sidesteps in almost every trailer, all right? So it, I think I, I think that's pretty exciting. I just want to play the damn game. Just, just give me the damn game. Just give me the damn game. I... Anyway, th those were all the updates for Tekken. Uh, I don't have any of the information for the next, uh, for the Street Fighter VI stuff. However, Elon on the top left does. So I'm going to go ahead and send it to Elon on the top left. Elon, go for it. Do it. Hey, it's me, Elon on the top left. What's up, everybody? Uh, haven't seen you guys since two weeks ago. Um, so let's talk about the Street Fighter VI update. We have the entire roster, right? All 18 characters are out. We've seen the... The reveal of Zangief, of Kami, and of Lily. 
we've seen developer matches for just about every character except for the new three. However, this past week, we got a developer match featuring Zangief and Marissa. And boy, oh boy, it's an interesting one. Um, we were all kind of worried about Zangief and how he would play, right? Because Zangief is a grappler, and in this new Street Fighter world where we have parries and we have um, drive impacts and we have rushes, uh, drive rush and all this other stuff, grabs seem to be the answer for all of them. So having a grappler is going to be terrifying. And as we've seen from this uh, developer match, he is scary. Scarier than usual, I'd say. Uh, it's going to be a challenge for sure. But let's take a look at this two-minute match that we got from the developers. Show me everything you have. Also, damn, Zangief looks good. So does Marissa. Everything looks so good in this game. Okay, so first we're starting off with that crazy dropkick. The armor break from Marissa. So that's uh, that's showcasing some of that uh, Marissa-only stuff. There is the Zangief armor. Did you see how far the drive rush took him? It's wild. Goes so far. Marissa applying pressure here. The perfect parry from Zangief straight into the super pile driver. That's gonna be something that's going to make a lot of people very salty. Drive rush into whiff knee into EX super pile driver. And did you see the damage? That's legit like 20%. And then Marissa with her own command grab. I'm not sure if that's a counter or if that's a command. But either way, a lot of people have been saying that it feels like this is like the first time Zangief has looked appealing. And the fact that like Marissa is a little bit taller than him. Also, what in the world is that? That wall bounces or like it wall crumples. And it feels like that could have been something else too. But look at this pressure. Oh, the armor break from Marissa to fight out of the corner. looks like a stance cancel there is what looks like is uh one of zangief's target combos and then that drop kick that drop kick looks so crazy and the fact that he like you can hear him slap his own bicep is awesome so he still has like that charging fierce oh and here's the level three good lord look at that that's half health <laughs> That wasn't even a CA. I can't even imagine what the CA version of that's going to be. Ooh, that's the drive impact. And then the EX. EX Lariat. We got to get used to that. Oh, goes under. And here comes Marissa with her level 3. This is a CA. And I think this is the first time we've seen this on full display where she puts a heart on your face. And then the Siberian, whatever it's called. He's got that parry back, and it looks like it's going to be a lot better than it was in Street Fighter V, right? Because it looks like that caught a knee. Whereas in Street Fighter V, that parry only caught, like, extend extending limbs. Uh, so it looks like that parry is going to catch most kicks, including knees. Because in Street Fighter V, you can't catch knees, right? Any punch or any, like, knee, any sweep doesn't catch him. This, however, it's looking like it's actually going to be useful. Uh, I'm still super curious to see, like, how do we activate EX Lariat, right? I'm, I'm curious to see it. I'm curious to see. I'm sure it's going to be very simple. Like, maybe they're going to give Lariat a 
um, either a command or it's something as simple as like three buttons plus a kick or something, right? Um, who knows? Who knows? Uh, I just want to play this game, man. It's with both of these games. It's with all of these games. I just want to play them, dude. I just want to play them. What the hell? Um, but as we know, uh, it looks like we're not going to get another beta until the game comes out, which is oh so close, but oh so far away. It's about three months out. Um, wait, April, May, June. Yeah. So three months out, uh, like the first week of June. Um, I'm hoping there is at least some sort of Street Fighter Six presence at tournaments, right? Like, uh, like I'm hoping they're going to have a, a presence at Evo Japan. I hope they're going to have a presence at uh, Combo Breaker. Um, but who knows? Who knows? I think I'm going to start streaming a little bit more often instead of just one day a week. I think what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start streaming in the mornings, right? Because I have some uh, I have some free time in the mornings. So I, I think I'm going to start like doing like some hang streams or something like that. Um, I've done them a couple times and they have always been a blast, right? Just like even if it's just stuff where we're where we're looking uh, like looking at Twitter or looking at TikTok, YouTube, whatever, just like scout, sc scrounging for news, right? Um, I just want to like, you know, show up a little bit more because it's getting to the point where like I'm enjoying this show and I'm enjoying doing this stuff, but I want to expand. Um, and we can't expand if we don't have more content. So we need to do more content. With all this said, I think it's time for us to toss it over to Elon on the top left. I'm sorry, I'm Elon on the top left. Time for us to toss it to Elon on the top right. Uh, he's got a lot of information about the Ark World Tour uh, finals, and he's going to recap everything that happened there. So, Elon, take it away. Go. Hey, it's me, Elon, on the top left. I hope you guys have been well. Uh, I was the one that went to the Ark World Tour finals. So, uh, just in case you were wondering, it was me. Uh, let's chickity chat about everything that went down. First... Let's recap the tournament, and then we'll get into, like, a little bit of a peek behind the scenes. Uh, the tournament was amazing, right? Uh, I'm so happy. I had, a, I, I had a small discussion with Elon on the bottom left, who has this car. Uh, you know, you know the, the concept of um, tied, uh, tied experiences, right? Where, like, one person experiences something, and someone else who has nothing to do with it experiences that same thing? That's what we have. Uh, so, you know, just, just letting you know. Uh, but the tournament itself was amazing. I had a discussion with uh, the broadcast team, and I was like, hey, here's what I don't like about fighting game streams. And it's the fact that they take forever. And you're just sitting there, and it's boring. So the broadcast team, I don't know if they were planning on doing this before my feedback or if they implemented this kind of thing with my feedback, but matches were coming in hot and heavy. And it was awesome, right? It kept the momentum of the weekend going, right? Like, uh, we were, like barely had any time for dilly-dallying. We had barely any time for ads. It was so cool, and I loved it. Um, and it felt like a player-first experience, right? A lot of people were super... Uh, a lot of the players were super happy with how everything went. And the tournament went almost flawless, with the exception of the second-to-last match of the day. <laughs> The second to last match of the day, uh, we unfortunately had an issue with Mochi's controller. I overheard what one of the uh, one of the bracket runners was talking to Junior about. Apparently, it 
seemed like it was a game issue and not necessarily like a controller issue where mochi's set uh mochi's uh button setups reverted back to default after they loaded into the game right and that's not cool so they had to stop they had to figure out what happened they had to check his controller and then everything went well from there um but that was like the only big hang-up everything else went so smooth and everything else was so cool um the the way they did you remember do you guys remember how i talked about my ideal streaming setup or like my ideal stage setup right where you have the players here and the commentators here that's what they did and it was so cool like from a presentation point of view the one thing that i think and this is this is like my criticism right um the one thing that i think could have been a little bit better is camera placement because there was a lot of cameras that were like right in front of the of the hosts so it was difficult to connect with them from sitting in the audience however the fact that the host saw the crowd the host spoke to the crowd right the host saw the players the host spoke to the players that is the kind of stuff i want to see from fighting game streams and i'm not just saying this because i work for the company that did it i'm saying this because that's legit what i've wanted you can even go back to when we talked about what my ideal setup for evo would be or my ideal stage setup would be, and it's with the commentators facing both the players and the crowd. So having them there, looking at the crowd, uh, feeding off of the energy of the crowd, and looking at the player and players and feeding off the energy of the players is so important. It's so important because having them disconnected, like the commentators are basically the liaison between people at home and the tournament, right? The commentators are the people who are bringing people from home into the tournament. The fact that the norm is to separate the commentators and like either put them behind curtains or behind something or like put them very far away from the crowd, I think does no service to the viewers at home and it does no service to like the people watching at, at the venue, right? So having that be a thing and seeing how well that worked is validating to me. So that's all I'll say about it. But uh, with that said, let's talk about the actual tournaments. DNF, some amazing matches. I was so happy to see Lost Soul there. I was so happy to also see Nanpon, like beating the shit out of everybody with Striker until he ran into Goichi. I'm so happy for Goichi, though. Goichi came in, cleaned up house, didn't even lose, like stayed in winner's side the entire time, just cleaned it up with Crusader and Swiftmaster. Uh, that grand finals was a little bit tough to watch just because it was Goichi just beating the shit out of Nampon. <laughs> Nampon was not able to get in. Um, it, it was a little disheartening to watch for like if you were on Nampon's side. However, whew, Goichi is taking the lion's share of that 100,000 smackaroos. He's taking 50 grand home, which is a hell of a lot of money. Nampon took second, and then we had, I believe, Kubo took third after beating the crap out of uh, Yusong Cha. Yusong Cha playing Ghostblade was awesome. Um, but seeing Kubo just, like, completely dismantle that man's brain, it, it was it's literally like a grappler situation. It's probably what's going to happen with Geef in Street Fighter Six, right? Just dismantling Yusong Cha's brain in front of everybody. <laughs> uh, so that was cool. Um, seeing a seeing a couple of the UK representatives there uh, and a couple of the European representatives there, K Top from Greece was cool to watch them play. Uh, Mystic Smash was cool to watch them play. Uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. I'm a fan. 
we'll, we'll talk about like the production and all the intro stuff after the we recap tournament. Uh, next was Guilty Gear Strive, and Guilty Gear Strive was a tournament that I've been wanting to see for a long time, right? Guilty Gear was a game that thrived in the pandemic because of rollback. Um, when Guilty Gear came out, we weren't allowed outside of our houses, right? Uh, we were just stuck inside. So the fact that we finally had a full international competition was pretty cool. And it was pretty cool to see a lot of regions talking a lot of trash. <laughs> Americans were talking trash. Europeans were talking trash. He's like, America's the best. Europe's the best. Blah, 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 blah. Mochi didn't give a damn about none of that. He came in, destroyed everybody. So did Thai. So the big Japanese reps uh, were just murdering everybody. I think um, all of most of our U.S. representatives went down fairly quickly. Uh, Umi Show had a very unfortunate weekend, went 0-2. Uh, all in really close sets, right? That's the other thing. It's like all in really close sets. And I'm pretty sure if you run that back like eight more times, it's going to be different every time. We saw Nubenheimer take out, beat the crap out of Mochi the first game, right? Like it was the fastest game of the, the tournament. And then Mochi did the same thing to Nubenheimer on the run back. So unfortunate for Nubenheimer. But man, it's his first like, it's his first year competing. You remember seeing the, the card where it was like Mochi, years, uh, years as a player, 20. Nubenheimer, years as a player, one. <laughs> It was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, who else? Oh, yeah, and Tempest. Tempest, man. I'm so happy Tempest was there, and I'm so happy he did as well as he did. Um, again, unfortunate that, you know, we couldn't get that uh, American representation, especially from those players all the way to the end. However, uh, I still think their showing was dope as shit. So I'm, I'm really happy um, for everybody uh, for their amazing showing. The European side of things. We had Zando, who... I forgot who was it that said that every time somebody from the Middle East wins, Europe claims them. And then when they don't win, they don't claim them. <laughs> so Zando was a, an EMEA representative this time around, uh, along with Skill. Skill had a hell of a showing. Uh, Skill made it, what, to like fourth or fifth, I think? I think it was fourth. Uh, Zando, unfortunately, had a rough weekend as well where he went one and two, I think. I think he won over Umi Show, and then that was it. Um, it got taken out by, I believe, Mochi. Yeah, and he had the very unfortunate, uh, p unfortunate pleasure of running into Ty for his first game. So, and Ty was just on another level this weekend. Uh, it was cool to see a Geo player, man, because I'm a Geo player, and it was cool to see, like, I, I definitely am going to be watching those matches back because I need some help. But yeah, uh, then all that culminating into the, the mochi run back from losers. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I wish I had downloaded uh, B-roll footage of the tournament so it wouldn't just be me talking my face off here. But you guys, you guys saw the tournament. You know what happened. Mochi brought it all the way back from losers, putting Ty in a very dark situation with losing all the way from winners. It was very, it was very unfortunate for Ty. Uh, but Mochi taking it. In, I love the memes that came out, uh, like the Mochi memes, where it was just like just Mochi like sitting back the way he did. <laughs> uh, it was so funny. Uh, the fact that like he was so laid back, like he, I'm pretty sure it was one of those situations where like on the inside he was freaking out, but in tournament he was literally just sitting like this. 
So <laughs> it was pretty cool to see. Let's talk about the stuff after the tournament. We'll, we'll talk about the player intros when we go to the block grab with Elon on the bottom right. Um, but anyway, let's talk about uh, the, the stuff after the tournament. So after the tournament, we got a couple of trailers and a couple of a lot of slides, which was surprising. So uh, let's take a look at first. They talked about the DNF stuff. And here it is. And that was it. Uh, that's Spectre. Um, <clears throat> uh, that was Spectre. Uh, they showed a couple of her uh, mechanics, right? Like, she's got, like, air movement. She's got a lot of wacky stuff. They also showed the, the map, uh, like, the, the roadmap uh, for season one, I think. Uh, and everything is coming out in summer. Uh, which makes me wonder what's been going on at Arxis, right? Because we didn't get a lot of information about DNF Duel, and we haven't gotten a lot of information about Guilty Gear until this tournament. So I don't know if they were saving up or if like things got delayed, which I'm pretty sure they got delayed. I don't know if something happened at Arxis, if they started working on a new game, or if uh, they put all hands into like the Dragon Ball Fighters uh, rollback. Whatever happened there. Uh, I'm glad they're finally getting back to uh, updating the games. Um, the fact that they finally we got somebody from DNF Duel to come up and say, hey, we're working on more stuff, right? And then they showed the graphic with all the roadmap stuff. Um, they also showed uh, some new awakening mechanics. Uh, so that's going to be interesting uh, to to look forward to. And that's all coming out in the summer. So I'm assuming post-Evo is when all of this stuff's going to start, which is when Arc World Tour started last time, right? It was the first tournament was Evo. So I wonder if they're going to run the same schedule again. Yeah, it was post-Evo. Um, so I wonder if they're going to run the same schedule again or if they're going to do stuff starting at CEO. Who knows? Um, then next, we got to hear from Lord Daisuke. And uh, we got to see uh, the uh, reveal of... Uh, the new character. We all thought it was going to be Delilah, but boy, were we wrong. Here it is. Meaning. Brother left me a... Meaning? Bedman? <laughs> Bedman? You can't stop it. So Dude, I think this is such a dope idea. This is actually like a really, really freaking cool idea. I'm a big fan. Look at that overhead. I, I, I 
Damn, that character looks so cool. And it's coming out on April 6th, so we got a date. And then, we're also getting a new uh, stage. And, last but not least, we're going to have a, another character release in May. So that's going to be exciting. Oh, I thought this had the... Anyway, we got a teaser for what people are saying might be Asuka. A lot of other people were saying it's probably Slayer. I love the story behind this, man. Like, I'm, I'm not somebody who's, like, super into lore, right? Uh, except, like, the lore for this is awesome. Like, it's, like, Bedman's consciousness is in the bed and it's protecting Delilah. So, like, so Delilah's there, but you're fighting as the bed fighting heedless of its own destruction so it's like breaking apart but he's just trying to protect his little sister dude that's it's emotional right there and apparently like delilah's like bedman where she's got powers and she's supposed to be asleep but bedman did something where like she's asleep but she's not asleep that part i, I i'll be honest that part was way beyond my understanding but just the fact that bedman's in the bed bedman uh it's protecting uh delilah i think it's pretty dope <laughs> Dude, yeah, Tap is saying uh, favorite meme is uh, Delilah looking in shock while Faust Command grabs the bed. I can't wait to see how half of this stuff's gonna look. I can't wait to try playing Bedman. You know, um, a lot of people were speculating that um, the mechanic for Bedman is going to be like the eight-way air dash, right? Uh, in Exard, Bedman has once you jump. Once, his double jump can go in eight directions. Uh, or his air dash. I, I don't know which one. But anyway, uh, a lot of people are saying that that might be the thing. And we did see a little bit of it. So maybe there's uh, truth to that. We'll see what happens. But yeah, uh, it's exciting. April 6th, which is in, I believe, two weeks today, right? Yeah, two weeks today. Three weeks today. So 21 days from this exact day that we are in right now. Um, which is... Thursday the 16th, for those of you that are watching the recorded podcast. Um, and by podcast, I mean talk show. I'm trying to be very aware of saying talk show instead of podcast. Why? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, super exciting, super cool. Um, the reaction in the crowd was cool. Uh, I posted it on our YouTube. I feel like I didn't capture it well enough because people were super excited. But because it was a smaller room, it didn't come across as like super exciting. So uh, either way, super awesome stuff. Super awesome tournament. Last but not least, I'm going to send it over to Elon on the bottom right. He's going to talk about some of the production stuff that they did. Uh, and he's going to like peel back the curtain a little bit. And then uh, we're going to do a block grab of all the intros that we got to see this weekend. So Elon on the bottom right, take it away. Hey, it's me, Elon on the bottom right. What's up, everybody? So I, was, I also traveled to L.A. this past weekend. Uh, and I helped out with the production. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't have as much of a hand on the player intros as I wanted because uh, I was working on the interviews. And the interviews is, uh, is something that I hope we get, to, uh, we get to release, right? Because there's a lot of really, really, really cool stuff that we talked with the players about. Um, we talked with Goichi about, like, you know, getting older and playing fighting games. We also talked to Goichi about how he started, right? And he gave us, like, this... Uh, really cool uh, insight into like how he began playing and what he does to get better and get so good at so many different games. Um, 
we talked a lot so about like the rivalry between the U.S. and Japan. Um, you heard a little bit about skill uh, when he was talking about how he or like advice that he has for people trying to get serious at fighting games. Um, we heard I forget if it was Mochi or Gobo, but one of them is an arcade attendant and the TO in Japan. So like we we have it already, but there was no place for it in the broadcast. So I'm just hoping we get to release it somewhere. Um, I might ask my boss to see if we can release them here because like some of those interviews are very important and I hope they see the light of day. Yeah, I'm going to talk to my boss, see what we can do about those. Anyway, I was stuck doing interviews. However, uh, we had right, right next to me were the player intros and I want to address something real quick, just right off the bat. Uh, I just want to address this first, uh, to a lot of people that were saying stuff like, oh, this is cringe or Oh, this sucks. What more do you want? Right? <laughs> like, uh, stop taking yourself so... Like, stop, stop, like, being dumb about it. It was cool. Like, players got to have a lot of fun. We got to have a lot of fun making it. And everybody that got to witness that in the venue had a lot of fun. So, I, I think trying to put something down or trying to put someone down... Because it's easy to put something or someone down is not productive to anybody. And it's also not healthy, right? Like being that negative about everything is not very healthy. Two, and I can't believe I have to like actually address this. Uh, a lot of people, I saw a lot of people saying, oh, how can you force players to do this? Players don't want to do this. Nobody's being forced to do anything. Literally, nobody's being forced to do anything. We came up with this idea. We had the players go through it. And to Mr. So one person that I did talk to a little bit uh, had a had an interaction with on Twitter, uh, Mr. Crimson. Mr. Crimson did say that, oh, yeah, sometimes players will just do it just to get it out of the way, even though they're uncomfortable. And that's a very valid point. However, the entire time we approached this, it was player first. If a, we, I specifically told both of our directors who were directing those, if a player isn't doing it or if a player isn't comfortable and you pick up on that, just go to plan B. And which we did with a couple of players, right? Uh, at the end of the day, everybody that I've seen had a blast doing it, right? Uh, I saw Goichi posted about how fun he, how much fun he had. Nampon posted about how much fun they had. Um, like everybody that was there and that did it had a good time, right? Um, there were a couple players, of course, that were either too overwhelmed or like weren't like there was a language barrier and we couldn't do it. It was a challenge, right? Because at the end of the day, like there was a language barrier for a couple players. Um, it's that I think I have a photo of it on my phone. Um, the set that we made is like if you aren't used to that kind of stuff. It's overwhelming, right? Because there's a lot of lights, there's cameras, and there's, like, stuff flying above your head. Uh, it's a little bit intimidating. So not everybody was comfy, and rightfully so. And even with that said, we still did our best to take care of everybody. Um, let me pull up a photo here. I, I should have probably uploaded this to uh, my computer instead of just showing it to you here. But I don't know how well you guys can see that, right? Like, it's a bunch of lights, like these... Uh, these vertical lights, and then there's a bunch of lights on the ground, and we had a fog machine. Like, it was awesome. Um, but that stuff can be overwhelming, right? So I made sure to let 
both of the directors know that if somebody was being overwhelmed or if somebody was just like not into it or not getting it, just have them do normal poses, which some players did. And that's perfectly fine. Um, however, the players that were super into it were super into it. Like got really however the players that were down like got really into it. And I think the the end product was really cool. Um, here is a picture of the table of props that we had. So we had our art department um, source a couple of these. And some of these they straight up bought and painted. So like the, the grappler gloves were bought and painted. The striker gloves were bought and painted. We found the ranger gloves. We found a belt for Kubo. We found a hat that they then painted, right? We had two swords, one for, uh, one for Nubenheimer for Nago and one for Yusong Cha for... Uh, Ghostblade. Um, we had even more props too. Um, here's the other half of the props. Like we had the, I don't know how. Well, excuse me. I don't know how well you guys can see that, but we had like the the soul headband and the soul belt. We had the happy chaos glasses. We had the hitman glasses and gloves. Like it was dope. It was dope. And I'll be honest. Like I was nervous as shit when I came up with this idea. To the credit of my team. The team, the content team that I work for. I'm usually an editor, right? But the fact that I was like, hey, I'm a subject matter expert on this. I'm an FGC guy. Let me take, let me take the lead in the uh, creation or like in the creative process on this. And they did, right? Like, so that was like the crazy thing is like, I never would have expected them to be like, yeah, sure. Take the reins, right? Because I've so many times in a, a professional setting have I run into this exact situation where either I or someone else who's not in a leadership position is m more of a subject matter expert than leaders, and then the leaders just don't take anything into account? The fact that my team was like, sure, you help produce this shit was awesome, right? And that's why we were able to get something like so off the wall like this. Um, and like, uh, so like it was challenging and it was hella fun. Our editors were editing this shit like overnight to make sure we had it for the next morning. Like we shot this stuff on Friday and the tournament was on Saturday. Uh, so that's the other thing. Like we had editors working uh, the la like the three weeks leading up to the event to make sure that we had like a good setup for um, we had a good setup for media day so that like we can just like record these and spit those out. Unfortunately, because things happened so close to the deadline, we didn't get all that we wanted, right? I found Leo's swords. I found somebody who would make them, but it was six weeks to make. Um, uh, what else? Like, I, uh, um, like I, I wanted to also get, like, a, a plushie for, uh, for Lost Soul and for Ty, right? Or for TY, I'm sorry. Um, I wanted to get them plushies, but we didn't have enough time to get them. Um, so unfortunately, a couple of players, we weren't we weren't able to get everything for everybody, and it sucks, right? Um, that was like the one part that like really hurt me because I wanted everybody to have a good time, and unfortunately, some players got left out of that, um, which you know I feel bad about. However, if I get the opportunity to do this again, hopefully that's not going to happen. Yeah, uh, and, like, the, the people shooting and the people directing it, like, we we n nailed down a lot of good stuff, and even the stuff that didn't necessarily go right, 
the next time we're going to get it right. So I can't wait to do more of this shit, right? If we get to work with Arxis again, if I get to do any of this again, it's going to be hopefully a lot better. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm happy that the players enjoyed it. I'm happy that the people at the venue enjoyed it. And I'm happy that a lot of uh, people watching enjoyed it. If you're somebody who's shitting on it, if you're somebody who's like, oh, I can't believe you would force the players to do that. Talk to the players that did it. Just talk to the players that did it, right? Like, I can't, like, who was it? Was Latif who was like, oh, I wouldn't do this. Stop taking yourself so seriously, man. We're playing video games. It's fun. Be fun. Don't be boring. That, that's like my whole thing is like tournaments have become so boring to watch. Having shit like this is so important because it keeps people tuned in. It, it lets people see more of the player. It lets people see more of the player's personality, right? Like Nanpon. Nanpon is a perfect example. Like when he started getting really into it, dude, he was, he was so... I, I walked out of an interview room seeing him doing the poses. It was awesome. Zando. Zando brought his own fucking hat. <laughs> Zando brought his own hat and like he did the Calvados. It was so dope. I wish we could have gotten him the swords, but we, you know, there's not enough money or time. Um, but like getting to see a little bit more of the players like that is so important because at the end of the day, yes, you are there to play. Yes, that is what you're doing. However, however, if we're really going to buckle down into what you're there for, all of this is just marketing. Right At the end of the day, all of this is marketing for Arxis, whether you like it or not. They're putting up money. They're putting you there. You're there, to, you're there to make the game look good. And here's the thing. The other reason why the FGC is so small compared to a lot of other big esports is because people don't know the players. Right? You can see these players play. But you get zero interaction with them, right? As somebody, uh, like as somebody who travels, like I travel for these tournaments, I barely get to interact with a lot of the top players, right? And the top players that I do know are great people, but we never get to see shit like that. Not everybody streams, not everybody can stream, right? Um, so like getting to know the players in this type of fashion, I think is super duper important. And you saw like a lot of people were like, hey, I want this person to win because their intro was so good. Like, that's connecting players with people watching. And that's a big problem that we have in the FGC is not a lot of people are able to get connected with the people who are playing. Mostly because we watch the game, we watch them play, and then they go off screen. So, all this to say, sharing, putting yourself out there, sharing yourself a little bit more with the world is never a bad thing. And if you're somebody who's trying to turn it into a bad thing, stop it. It's good for everybody. It's satisfying. Even just creating this stuff was super satisfying. I can't even imagine what it's like to be a player and like do all this stuff and then get to see your intro afterwards. Like I, I, I sp every player that I got a chance to speak to, everybody was so happy they got to do it. Right? I got to speak with Skill, Zando, Umisho, uh, Lost Soul. I talked a little bit with. Um, with Goichi, uh, we needed a translator, of course, but, uh, you know, everybody was so happy to do it. So if you're somebody who didn't go and is offended for the players, go outside. <laughs> Literally, just go outside. Stop taking everything so seriously. Stop, like, being pissed at everything. Just have some fun. Fuck. <laughs> After this rant, I apologize. Um, I did go on a little bit of a tangent. But, like, some of that stuff kind of, like, it hurts, right? 
um, especially when we're like trying to do stuff that's cool or taking into account like all the players we're doing all this stuff and people just have these assumptions that like come out of nowhere and if you're somebody who's like feeling good about putting other people down then like you're not gonna be happy for too long so that's all i have to say about that either way production great players great the intros came out great um and i think it's time for us to get to our block grab do the thing All right, that was a little bit messy, but we're here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Block Grab. For those of you that have not been initiated into the Block Grab world, um, if you're following us on Twitch, uh, you have access to two free emotes. One is a block, and one is a grab. A grab means you like something. A block means you don't like something. Cool? Now we're going to block all these player intros. All 16 of them. I have the high-def versions of them because I took them from our... Uh, our uh, our media management tool. So I have the high def versions here. Um, we're gonna watch them. You're gonna enjoy the high def versions of them. And then you're gonna rate whether you like them or not. If you like them, start spamming grab in the chat. If you don't like them, start spamming block in the chat. All right? And then we'll, after we watch them, we'll give our opinion. So first, let us play uh, the DNF intros. And we're gonna start with this guy. All right, chat, block or grab? I'm grabbing, and here's why. Like, Kubo, when he was doing, like, the, ah, sold it, right? Beautiful. Uh, the fact that they, the fact that uh, the editors, like, cut out the, the piece of the dojo to have him kneel next to, awesome. Um, what, what sucks is we had, we had Kubo in a belt, like, in the, we had a, like, a, I don't know what kind of belt we got. Maybe it was a judo belt. And we had the gloves. Like, you can see the gloves at the very end. The gloves are there. I don't know if you ever see below his waist. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't get to see below his waist. So, you don't get to see the belt. But either way, grab a Rooney for me. Kubo looks awesome, right? I'm a big fan. Let's take it to the next blocker grab. Oh, that looks so sick. See, I really wish we would have gotten the... I really tried to get the plushie so he could cuddle with the plushie at the end. And I'm pretty sure Lost Soul would have been hella down. But, chat, blocker grab Lost Soul. I'm grabbing the shit out of it. I'm grabbing the shit out of it. First of all, the thumbs up, amazing, right? Like, I'm down. Uh, second of all, the com committing to the bit. Him, like, yelling. Hilariously enough, uh, here's, a little, here's a little story from the, from the production floor. Um, right next to where these shots were getting taken, uh, we had the interviews. And with interviews, like, it, the interviews are scary to record because you have to have, like, pristine sound, right? So we have... This whole setup, we have 
this set build. We have like everything quiet. And I think we're interviewing K-Top. And, you know, we ask him all these questions. Like we ask him about how the FGC is in Greece, blah, 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 blah. And then we end it and the director goes, okay, cut. And then as soon as the director says cut, we hear Lost Soul on the next room just going, ah! <laughs> it was so, it was so funny how well-timed it was that it didn't screw up anything. Uh, and the fact that like Lost Soul like really went for it, it was awesome. It was awesome. Let's move on to the next block grab. We're going to keep going on the DNF train. Here is the next block rap video. Ooh, so clean. Uh, fun fact, uh, the director of our team took that sword. <laughs> Like, even, like, right after Media Day, like, he took that prop home. But, yeah, hella grab. Um, I think this one came out, like, one of the best. For sure. The way, yeah, the wind and the hair. Like, we literally mimicked the outro because uh, at the very end, after you win with Ghostblade, like, his arm glows. And then, like, his hair flows back. Like, we literally mimicked it. That sword, that's not the right sword tap. Oh, it's the sword Neubenheimer used that got my leg. Because uh, this was an actual prop sword, right? Uh, this was an actual prop sword. It was not sharp. Um, and it was awesome. Like, I was just playing with it. <laughs> when we were setting up on Thursday, I was just, like, playing around with it because it was so badass. Uh, but Yu Song Cha sold it. He looks so cool. The fact that, like, they got, like, the shift when he's moving. I'm a big fan. Big fan. Big grab. Big grab. I'll give him a round of applause. Big grab. Big grab. All right. Let's go to the next block grab. Here it is. Who would have thought I could get Goichi to do this? <laughs> Usually, like, he's so even-keeled uh, when he's playing. So the fact that, like, he was super into this, beautiful, beautiful. Um, that's a hella grab for me. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but, like, the fan hitting the scarf and the fan hitting his hair, beautiful. We got him this giant orb. I thought the orb was going to match the... The orb that Swiftmaster makes, where like it fits in the palm of his hand, but the orb was huge. <laughs> so like when we were holding it, like it was like so big, um, but we were still able to use it in the shot. So it was pretty cool. Hella grab, hella grab, Goichi, hella awesome. Uh, here we go. Let's get into the next one because we still have all the Guilty Gear ones to get to after we finish this. So here is our next shot. Ooh, the strobe. All right, this is a hella grab for me, and here's why. 
uh, K-Top with the turtleneck. With like he's got like the looks that can kill, and the and the fact that we accident I accidentally picked the color that color of Hitman, so that it kind of almost lined up, awesome, right? Um, the fact that like he's so stoic about it, like he he I think he was one of those people that like I think he was a little bit apprehensive to do it, but he still like looked really badass while doing it, right? And I say he was apprehensive just because like you saw a couple of his movements, he was like. Shoo. Uh, he didn't quite get into it as much as everybody else, but the the way that he got into it, I think, showed a lot of his personality because he was very stoic. He was very badass. Like, I'm a, it's, it's a grabber for me. It's a grabber for me. Next. Here we go. Ooh, the gloves, the hat. That's a big grab for me as well. Uh, a lot of people were complaining that we didn't give them guns. We weren't able to. I, I tried. I really did. Um, but we weren't able to get prop guns. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a hella grab for me. Kikyo-chan looked real badass. The fact that like he did the eyebrow raising thing where he was like... Um, and I saw our editor, the editor that worked on this, his name is Will. Um, he literally spent like hours putting the, the, the glow in his eye <laughs> because we shot this at 120 uh, frames per second so that people, so that our editors could then like speed it up and slow it down uh, to make it match stuff better. So because we shot it at 120 frames, Will had to sit there for like putting all of the frames in of that dumb eye glow. <laughs> uh, but all this to say, it looks pretty dope. I'm a big fan. And Kikyo Chan, I think, did really well in the tournament. So big ups. Big ups. Next. This is the second to, second to last for the DNFs. Here it is. Ooh, there's the glasses. I don't know why they didn't... See, they gave him the sword here, but they didn't give uh, K-Top the sword. I wasn't there for that. Ooh, that looks so good. Dude, with the look up? Hell yeah. Hell yeah with the look up. Mystic Smash looked really fucking good. <laughs> That's a big grab from me. I'm even going to give him a couple claps. Um, That's a big grabber for me. Here's the last DNF player intro. Get ready for the blocker grab. Start spamming it. Now. So good. It's so good. It's it's so good. I'm hella grabbing that smile. Dude, the fact that I... So, fun fact. I saw him do that pose as I was walking out of the interview. And I could not help but laugh at how awesome it looked. Dude, and the fact that like he got into it enough to be like... Oh, you're not going to watch my... Or whatever he says. Wait, let me watch it again. I want to see what he says. Because I think it's just nice to meet you, right? 
Yeah, Yoroshiko Yonegashi. I don't speak Japanese. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Uh, but damn, Nampon blew it out of the water, dude. That, like that's, uh, that's the that that's the the peak of what I think we wanted to get out of it, right? Like he got into it, he was like super down the clown, and he looked great doing it, and everybody loved it. Um, I even saw was it Damascus gave him a, a an S rating, an S tier rating, uh, for his uh for this intro. Nah, Shayan, we gotta grab them all. Look, I'm I'm having to grab them all. <laughs> the intros gave the broadcast flavor, right? And you got to like see a little bit of the player. Like every even though we were making them do essentially the same thing, like everybody did it differently. So it's we still got like a little bit of the player every time we did it. Like that's the point of this is like to show the players. Like the players are the people that are there and they're not just like players are not just hands on a arcade stick or on a controller. Like they're people. They go through shit. Um one of the things that we talked about one of the things in the interviews that we talked to Zando about, and I really hope we get to release it, is Zando shared on Twitter that, like, his motivation was super low, right, uh, leading up to the finals. So, like, we talked to, with him about that, and his response was awesome, right? Like, hearing how like, he overcame that to, like, get there and, like, to work uh, and to grind the game out, like, that's the kind of shit that I want to hear about. Not just, like, oh, I, I, I did an uppercut and I won the game. It's boring. Let's not be boring. I'm so happy I got to like do one of those like put up or shut up moments, right? Like where I kept calling shit boring and then I did something and everybody thought it was awesome. <laughs> All right, let's get to the let's get to the uh the strive player intros. And we're going to start with this one. I'm hella grabbing, but I'm so sad we couldn't get him the swords. I really tried to get him the swords, man. We couldn't get him made fast enough. They wouldn't have made it in time. I'm so sad, but that's a hella grab nonetheless, though, right? Like, did you see the smile on his face when he was screaming? That's all that matters, man. He looked like he had a blast. Um, even though we weren't able to give him any props, like, we got him up there. Like, he looks, like, imposing, right? Like, we definitely got like uh a lot of uh a lot of tempest in that and a lot of leo in that too which i think is pretty cool um tempest interview is another one that i really want to release because like some of the stuff that we talked about was uh, again in my opinion super important any hoozle moving on every everybody's grabbing everything i love it here we go blocker grab everybody So we talked about getting cut out of that car. <laughs> we weren't able to. Uh, we weren't able to get it though. Um, the extra hearts was a nice touch. So funny enough, the director of my team was like, "Hey, let's do this," and then it looked great. So it's a. Uh, it, 
it's a good indication of like how supportive the team is where like one person has an idea and everybody just starts getting into it. Right. Because that was like most of our production team doing the hearts. Uh, and uh, at the end of the tournament, I got to give those glasses to Umisho. So, you know, being unapologetically yourself is very difficult in the world. And the fact that her and her partner are both like unapologetically themselves, I think is super important. And it's something that we need to both cultivate and cherish. So uh, I was able to give them the, uh, I was able to give her the glasses afterwards, uh, but I'm a big fan. With all that said, big grab, big grab. She killed it. She looks great. Did you make them glasses by your own hands? No, I found the glasses on Etsy. So here's the thing. I found the glasses on Etsy and the glasses were like, the, the person who was making the glasses were a little overloaded with orders. And we had somebody from our company reach out to them and we were like, hey, we're doing this for actual Arxis. Would you be able to give us a pair like within the week? And they were like, sure. And we got them the next day. <laughs> so uh, whoever that was on Etsy, I might be able to hold on. I should I should pimp them out. Oh, it's by a company called Anime Eyewear. Yeah, Anime Eyewear is the name of them on Etsy. So go give them a look-see. Look-see-do, will you? Enough dilly-dallying. Let's get to our next block grab. You guys ready? Start spamming those emotes. Here we go. I wish I was there working with Mochi because I'm sad he didn't get to do the full Tyrant rave. Okay, that's a hella grab, right? That's a hella grab. The fact that Mochi like went for it, right? Like, dude, the fist. The like, and you could tell like he was really like. Um, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And dude, like the the way they edited these the music too is like so good. The dude that made um, the dude that worked on these, his name is Matt Naimi, so he really nailed it on a lot of these. It's great. Big grabs all around. All right, here we go. This, this is the prop that drew blood. It tasted my blood. Ooh, look at all that fog. Uh, so fun fact, we had everything prepared for him to do like a shot, like unsheathing the sword, but it was too big. <laughs> it was too big. We couldn't, uh, like I barely could unsheath it, right? Like I had to like straight up, like extend my entire body to get it out. Um, and Nubenheimer is way smaller than I am. So he wasn't able to, we weren't able to quite get that. So we just had him like showing the blade and then blood bursting. Uh, which is unfortunate, but with that said, he still looks like a badass. So that's a big grab from me. Chat blocker grab on Nubenheimer. That's a big grab from me. Um, the fact that he went all in on the Blood Rage was awesome. Uh, and he never goes into Blood Rage in the game. So <laughs> I think that's even funnier. Next. Here we go. Oh, 
Hold on. I want to see. I'm, I'm rewinding a little bit here because I want to see if we got the belt at all. Yeah, see, see how he's wearing the belt? It's hard to see it. But he's wearing the belt there. And the belt says free. And the, these are the... This is the thing that I, I gave uh, Daisuke both the belt and the, the headband. So it kind of sucks that we didn't showcase the belt more. But the headband looked real good. And Skill sold the shit out of it. He, uh, I spoke with Skill specifically and he had a blast. Um, so that was real cool. So big grabs from me. Um, big grabs from the, the, so the belt and the headband were actually custom made. Like, uh, the, somebody from our props department, like knew somebody who does, who has a prop shop and like makes stuff and like, dude, like it looked so good. Like the, the belt with free on it looked so damn good. I'm so sad we didn't get to like actually showcase it a lot, but it was good. It was good. Next. We're almost there. We got a couple more left. Here we go. big bump bumps at the end um so fun fact uh there was a little bit of miscommunication with our editor on uh on this specific uh player intro however it still came out so nice i tried to get a coffin man i really did i hope you guys know i tried my damnedest it was just not gonna happen <laughs> it was not gonna happen i tried so hard i even like was like dude just give me a piece of wood i'll do it like we couldn't we couldn't get it. <laughs> it was so unfortunate. Um, I even tried to get him the, the glasses, but we weren't able to get it in time. So unfortunate that we couldn't give Gobo stuff to play with, but he still looks like a badass, right? So how long uh, did we have to put all these together? We had two weeks, like three weeks, two weeks, something like that. Yeah, it, it wasn't a lot of time. Um, but as far as like actually editing everything together, it was like hours, right? Because we, we did them overnight. I really hope we get to release Gobo's interview because Gobo's interview, I think, was my favorite. Um, I think he was the one that's an arcade attendant or was an arcade attendant and also a TO. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if that's right or not. Uh, but my favorite part about Gobo's interview is we asked him all this and like he was super nice. And we were like, what do you think are the qualities, the good qualities of a pro player? And he's like, I think a pro player has to have a good heart because they're a public figure. So they have to be a positive person. Uh, and after this beautiful answer he gave, uh, our, our director, the person running the interview goes, okay, do you have uh, any last message for your fans or to anybody watching? And Gobo goes, I will annihilate everyone. <laughs> like, it was so funny. It was so funny. And, like, it was so good. I really hope we get to put out that interview. It was so good. <laughs> even, like, the... Even the, the translator that we had was, like... Uh... <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. Here's the next one. We got two more. We got two more. Here it is. 
Ooh, Stone Cold Killer. T.Y. I'm a grab. Um, so T.Y. was a person that we had a hard time with the language barrier stuff. But with that said, our director, like, made him look like a badass, right? Like, he looks too cool for school in the best way possible. He didn't do any backflips. Die by sword, would you do backflips? I was thinking, like, what I would do in that situation. And, like, I think I would screw around and try to do something, but I probably would have gotten hurt. <laughs> I probably would have gotten hurt. But, yeah, uh, that's a big grab, dude. T.Y. looked like a badass all weekend. And he played like a badass all weekend yeah the cold killer face director took a hero shot of him yeah yeah these so in the production world these are what these are called they're called hero shots because you know they look like heroes green dog not in the budget dude here's the here's the here's the really frustrating part animate sam arxis is selling a plushie of the dog but they're in pre-production so they don't have a physical one <laughs> I tried to get it. I really tried to get it. I really tried to get it. But they're in pre-production and they're not released yet. So we couldn't get one. Ladies and gents, we have the final blocker grab. So get ready to spam those emotes. Here they are. Ooh. Also, I don't know if you guys watched the tournament, but James Chen correctly called out. That's Zando's hat. <laughs> I tried to get the hat, but we couldn't get it. I'm so happy he brought it. Um, but yeah, dude, big grab, right? Like this is this is a perfect example of commit to it, have fun, go for it, and it'll look badass. And I think Zando looks like a damn badass. Um the the cloak that we gave Zando, fun fact, is also the same thing we used for a Goichi scarf. <laughs> uh, we couldn't we couldn't quite get something more detailed, so that's what we had. Um, but it still looked super cool. The fact that Zando like really went in for the Calvados looked badass, um, and the fact that you know like he he was down the clown, and the fact that he brought his own hat again, like commit to the bit, commit to the bit. Um, I also spoke with Zando afterwards. He's such a nice dude, man. Xander is such a nice guy. It was so cool to talk to him finally. Um, mostly because I, you know, I did so much research on everybody. So it was so cool to like finally interact with people. Uh, did they know they were going to be doing these uh, before? No. However, we had, we had backup plans if they weren't comfortable, um, which some of them took. Essentially, what, what it was was... And I guess this is one of those hindsight things is we would have them start doing it. And if we saw that they weren't enjoying it or if they would expre express to us that they didn't want to do it or if they were just overwhelmed and were having a hard time, we switched it to something uh, a little bit more generic. Uh, but uh, I, I think in hindsight, maybe we should have asked them first. Uh, granted, just because I think advocating for yourself is difficult and awkward. And a lot of people would probably just suck it up and do it and then not feel great about it afterwards. So that's something we're working on for next time is I think we're going to um, have a better way of asking or of like letting the players know what's going on instead of just throwing them into the fire, you know. But with that said, dude, everybody was so happy. Everybody was super supportive, both like people in the production, people who watched, people who like the players themselves. 
Like everybody was super down the clown. And that's why we got such a good result out of it. I, I couldn't be happier. I finally got a moment to put up or shut up, man. Because I keep saying, I keep saying, I keep saying. Uh, they Oh, uh, Shayan, they did announce Arc Revo 2023 already. So Xander was bringing the hat regardless. D yeah, DBC. Yeah, he, he brings the hat everywhere. <laughs> he always brings the hat, which is hilarious to me. Um, but hey, man, commit to the bit, dude. Commit to the bit. And Zando is committed. Uh, and again, like he, he's such a nice dude, man. I, that's one thing I think I wasn't expecting is how nice of a dude Zando is. Like I, I don't know why I wasn't expecting it. Maybe it was because I like looked through his Twitter a lot. Um, I did a lot of research on everybody because I uh, crafted all the interview questions and all that um, for our media days and everything. Uh, I also like crafted the prop list and like the shot list, all this other stuff. Like, but I did not expect to like Sando just because of the tone of his tweets. However, after speaking to him, dude, he's such a nice guy. Same thing with skill. I got to speak with skill. Lost soul. I think is one of my favorite human beings ever. I didn't get a chance to speak with Nubenheimer. I didn't get a chance to speak with uh, Mystic Smash or K-Top. Uh, I did get to speak with Umesho. Umesho is a wonderful human being. I'm so glad that she was able to be there. Uh, it sucks that the weekend didn't quite go right for her, but the fact that she was there um, and got to do all this stuff, I think, is very important. So I'm a big fan. That's all we had on the docket. So I guess that's it. Uh, that's going to be the end of the episode today. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out. Thank you, everybody, who supported um, the show. Uh, thank you, everybody, who supported those hero shots. Uh, again, I, I'm so happy I finally got to do something. Made people happy. So big thanks to everybody. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll be back probably. I'm going to see if I can like try to do something either tomorrow or over the weekend or maybe on Monday or Tuesday. Um, most likely Monday. But yeah, uh, know that I'm... I'm extremely thankful for everybody's uh, for everybody's love with these and for everybody's like just in general. I'm I'm thankful for the FGC. You know, thank you everybody. Um, you can go to bestofvshow.com for all of our social podcast links. This will be up on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash bestofvshow. So go check out all this stuff, and I'll see if I can post those interviews. Uh, I'll see what we can do with them. So thanks everybody. I'll catch you all on the next one. Until then. Peace out.